Don't allow these numbers uh, to, to blind you from the other things that are going on with an offer. We have to consider these offers in their entirety. Does this stuff, does this stuff get, does this, uh, the water in the shot or no? Sweet. You think that'd be a good thing or a bad thing to have the timer on there? True. Yeah. All right, word. Good to go. <clears throat> hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the Closing with Corey podcast, episode number 13. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, please, please subscribe, hit the notifications, do all that good stuff, comment. We got a bunch of good content coming up. Um, this episode, I wanted to follow up from last week's episode on the final and best. I was talking a lot and directly to my buyers. Um, on this one, I want to go on the opposite side of that and speak a little bit to my sellers when it comes down to final and best, when it comes down to this, the craziness and the power that these sellers have um, listing their homes onto the market right now. Because if we want to be honest, sellers are controlling everything real estate related. They are controlling the inventory. Um, they are basically sitting on their iron throne, letting people know, hey, this is when we want the offers in. This is when I want to close. These are the types of terms that we want to have. If there's one thing that I want to get through on this episode, it is not to be greedy in this market. There's a saying that if you want to see the true side of people, wait until money gets involved. And I really agree with that because once these things start happening and once uh, a seller starts to see what these numbers are coming in at, a little bit of that greed can take over and that can take away from them going with their gut and making what is realistically the best decision. So let's go through a couple of things uh, as far as what I've seen and just a couple of notes that I have on here for things that a seller is going to want to definitely take in consideration once these offers uh, start coming in. And, and by all means, just to get this point across, I am not saying to not accept the offer that is at the highest price point. Clearly, when we are, are listing your home, the goal is to accept the best offer at the highest price point with the most attractive terms. But in all those three things, the first thing on there is the best offer. I had this conversation a lot is that the highest offer sometimes isn't always the best offer. So you need to be able to allow your real estate agent to be able to look at all the different factors that goes into a highest and best offer because it's a lot more than just the black and white. Here's what the number is. Here's what the closing date is. Here's what the loan is. There, there's a lot that has to go into it a lot of behind the scenes that has to go into it to make sure that these offers are exactly what they uh, what they appear. Another thing too that's very, very important that I have with both uh, the conversation with both my buyers and my sellers is the conversation to understand that the list price and the market price are two completely different things. On the buying side, it's very tough to see a list price of $499 and to have your real estate agent say, hey, we should offer $575 for this property. And on the opposite side of that, it's very hard for a uh, a seller to see all of these homes that are selling, let's say at five seventy five and five sixty four, and and all within that mid five range, and to wrap their heads around the idea where the most strategic pricing for their home is going to be at four uh, or five forty nine nine, right in the middle, uh, to become aggressive in the market value. List price, 
market price, two completely different things. If you're looking, looking at the list price, if the real estate agent is doing what they're supposed to be doing and trying to put your home in the best possible position to sell and also to be attracted to the most uh, potential buyers, he or she is going to price that home strategically to the market value of what is going on. So that's where the list price comes into play. So if you're looking in between the list price to market price, you'll see a lot of the times that it's, you know, uh, 4% over asking, 5% over asking, 6% over asking. The, the reality of it is, is that it's still within that market value. So if, if you're an agent and you're trying to talk to your buyers and try to make sense of the idea of like, hey, I don't know. I, I I don't know why forty thousand, fifty thousand, sixty sixty thousand over asking even seems like a logical thing to do. If you're able to provide those comps and to say the market value is actually at X, we are we are here at the at the list price, which is at Y, and here is why we can make up this difference, and it's not going to really uh, cause too much of an issue later on down the road, appraisals, all that kind of stuff, which we'll also talk about as well too. But that's that's something that I, 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 I go back and forth with a lot more on the buying side, but then also on the selling side. Again, uh, as far as that, that word greed, if you're seeing these homes in your neighborhood selling for an astronomical price and you're trying to think of, oh, this home sold for 980, I'm going to list my home at 979.9. It's not exactly the way that things go. We want to be able to price it strategically on the overall market value and, and, and what the average of these homes that are comparable to your home are selling. This way, it's going to appeal to as many buyers as possible, and you're going to hopefully get as many offers as possible. What's going on, everyone? Let's take a quick break to talk to you guys about Simplicity Title. You may not know this, but when you're buying a home, there is a lot of work that goes into getting to your closing, including title insurance. Title Title insurance is a financial protection due to property defects for mortgage lenders and home buyers. But let's keep it simple. For over 15 years, Simplicity Title has been protecting buyers with their expert teams working on all the documents that you need to get through a closing and a fraud protection process and keeps your money safe. You can check out Simplicity Title's program on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or go to learn.simplicity.com to find out more about them. If you want to talk to someone, call 877-848-5320 or send an email to info at simplicity.com. Tell them that Corey Fandel sent you. Now back to the program. So going into the final and best on the selling side, it's going to be so important for me to do all of the legwork, all of the homework before I even present these offers to the seller. So on the buying side, the buying agent is going to do all their due diligence, sending all the information over to the buyer, making sure that they're comfortable at the price point, making sure they're comfortable with the terms. On my end, I have to kind of dissect it a little bit. So as far as the pre-approval is concerned, I'll reach out to the lender. I'll make sure that they are indeed pre-approved at whatever price point they're at. Hopefully they have as much documentation in already that it's not going to be something that after the fact they're going to submit and say it's going to be outside of their budget or outside of their comfort zone. A lot of agents are going to be putting in there that, hey, we're very uh, flexible on closing date. I have to find out, are you actually flexible? Do they have a lease expiring? Do they have a situation where they need to be out in 60 days? So they're not really flexible for 90 days or maybe even 30 days if it's going to be put in there. Everyone is going to put stuff in there on inspections, on appraisals. So I have to dissect through all that and a, and a perfect example, and I won't share the address, but I'll share an experience that I had. I had a listing that had over 26 offers. And then throughout that whole process, what I have to do is I have to respectfully go through 
and and make sure that I, I extracted all the information that these agents put in a lot of hard time making sure that they're going to be uh, presenting their buyer in the best possible light, make my spreadsheets, be able to collect all that information, uh, do my due diligence in making sure that everything is verified, everything is up to date, everything is true. And then I'm able to then present it to the seller. At the end of the day, it's going to be the seller's decision on what they're going to go with. Now, in these spreadsheets, it's broken down when it comes down to price point, obviously, like I said before, terms, all of these things. But on top of that, I am going to thoroughly ex explain why these offers are going to be the, the, the strongest, why these may not be as strong and, and so forth and so forth. In this particular situation, we had six fantastic offers all over asking. One offer in particular was over $100,000 over asking. My gut was saying that something was not exactly 100% uh, verified with this only because the conversation that I had with the agent and then uh, leading off with the conversation with the lender, it didn't seem like everybody was on the same page, but I still have to obviously present things as they are presented to me. I let them know that I understand sometimes that seeing these high, high numbers on the selling side all you're thinking about is is what the net proceeds are from that. And I totally understand it because if, if I if I'm selling my house and getting hundred thousand dollars over asking, it's like this is a no-brainer. Let's let's choose this one and move forward. As things unfolded, as we decided to try to give this offer a shot, within 24 hours, things started to change up a little bit and the financing terms started to change up a little bit. Uh, what they were asking for changed up a little bit, their flexibility on closing changed up. Luckily, we were able to pivot extremely quick and then cancel from that contract and go into what was the second best offer, which at the end of the day was the one that my gut was saying, and I even shared this with the sellers, that my gut is saying that this is going to be the best bet for you guys. This one is going to be a little bit of a gamble, but obviously depending on what they wanted to do, and, and that's the way that things turned out. And then from there... We went into inspections. Inspections were fantastic. There was minimal requests when it came down to that. Everything was done in a timely fashion and and knock on wood, we're gonna ho hopefully be closing in about two weeks from now. But as far as that second part of it, the last thing that I really wanted to talk about was coming down through outside of a, 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 a seller trying to not be greedy. And I use that word kind of just sparingly in the sense to where I'm just trying to say, don't allow these numbers uh, to to blind you from the other things that are going on with an offer. We have to consider these offers in their entirety just to make sure that you are choosing the best possible one. So after that offer was accepted, there's still a, a couple of things that need to be discussed and negotiated as we're going through. So even though these sellers do hold and, and you do hold all the power right now in the market uh, as far as what's available, the inventory, what's selling, who you're choosing, and, and you have all these people, you know, just, just throwing out as much as they possibly can to get your home. When it comes down into appraisals, when it comes down into inspections, don't allow that greed to, to overflow throughout the entire transaction. You know, understand that it, unless you are selling a brand new construction, your home is not going to be brand new. There's going to be things that possibly are going to come up. We're going to try to word things as as best that we can to protect you in attorney review and all that type of stuff. But if there's requests that are being made and these buyers are out here spending as much as they possibly can, we need to try to be as flexible as we possibly can just so these transactions are going to be a win-win for both sides. Again, it is a seller's market. At the end of the day, the sellers are going to be winning a little bit more than the buying than the buyers are. Uh, but if we can all kind of do that together, it'll be a little bit better. And, I, and I'm saying that from literally being in the, in the middle of both of these scenarios. 
was. On the buying side and me trying to represent my buyers the best possible way that I can uh, to be seen in the best possible light by these sellers, hoping to get picked. And then on, on the selling side to be presenting, you know, 15, 20 offers and saying, all these people love your home. All of these are over asking, waving this, waving that, you know, which one do you want to choose? So I get that it's very tough. I, I just want to always make sure that on my end and the way that I do business and the way that I am communicating, because I'm, I'm, I'm always very, very transparent with everyone that I'm working with. I'm going to let you know as far as here's what my gut is telling me. And then at the end of the day, it's going to be your decision. So when you are making that decision, just try to kind of factor in all that stuff. That's all I have for this week. I really appreciate all the feedback. As always, please subscribe, hit the notification, uh, hit me with some comments, reach out with any questions. Next episode, I will have a guest. Uh, and outside of that, I will see you guys next week. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you.